Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We're glad you've joined us today. Get ready for some kingdom conversation. Now here's your host, Lakeisha M. Johnson. My God, it is done, done, done. That is Torn Wells done. If you don't have that song in your playlist, you need to get that song in your playlist. It is done. What does it look like for you? I'm sorry. What does it look like for you to try to pay the penalty or to stay stuck in a place when Jesus has already finalized it? He has finished it like it's done it's over with only the enemy would try to leave you in a place to try to repay a sin debt or to try to stay in a position or a place um, in which it's already finished like it's already done so I want to read this to you and then we're going to pray it's like it's uh, that, that that's it's done like it's it's finished. It's over. It's, it doesn't make any sense for us to continue to allow um, negativity to replay in our mind, to continue to allow the enemy to plague our thoughts with all these things in the past and even our present and our present mistakes now, because it's done. It's a finish. Jesus took the penalty for it all. Like Jesus took the penalty, every sin, every mistake, everything in our past, you ought to, that ought to be your truth today. It's done. <laughs> it's done. Like it's done. And I'm going to give you the scripture to back this up because I love how the Lord deals with me in the word. And God gave us this scripture the other night in Bible study. And it just brought something to me. Like if you haven't been in ladies Bible study, if you've missed, if you're not a part of the ladies Bible study, child, <laughs> baby, honey, you need to get a part of the ladies Bible study. It's a private group on Facebook. Um, if you're not really on Facebook, the ladies Bible study is worth you being on Facebook every Tuesday. You can take the app off and log on every Tuesday, but I'm telling you, God has just been so big for us in the ladies Bible study group. Right. And so it has just been overwhelming. It has just been all God. It has just been, I just, I'm just telling you, I'm just telling you, I'm not trying to pump it up. I'm just, my life changes in like my life, my life changes in ladies Bible study. God is so intentional with us in that group. So I want to give you a scripture that came from J ladies Bible study the, that the, the other night that just solidifies the fact for you that it's done. It's finished. It's over. And so why would I keep coming back to the same place without the exception that the spirit of, I'm gonna let, can I just, I feel you Holy Spirit. I feel him saying, boom, boom, boom. Let me in my turn. Boom, boom, boom. Tag. Let me in coach. Let me in. That's what I feel. Boom, boom, boom. Let me in. Okay. Holy Spirit. I feel my God, my God, my God, my God. So why would we keep going back to the same place? Why would we keep, um, why would we keep replaying the same mistakes? Why would we keep being in the same situation? Why would we keep cycling black back when he's like, God is like, I'm done. I'm done. I'm over your past. I'm oh, done. That ought to be our status today. Done, period. Amen, period. And then hashtag John 
16 and this is the 33 voice right 33 verse it is done and i'm reading it to you at the amplify my god that that's liberal it's done it's i it's done it's done it's done like it's it's done you don't have to philippians 1 and 6 i don't have my i'm gonna finish a bracelet on we have a um we have a um a, a motto that we carry in this ministry i'm a finisher right and god gave us a scripture and most of us that are connected to the ministry have a band that we wear i don't have my band on this morning but it says i'm a finisher i'm gonna finish this race i'm gonna complete this thing right philippians 1 and 6 reminds us that i'm so ex- Y'all, can y'all ask? The, I got a whole, I feel like hold my mule. <laughs> like I'm trying to hold myself in. I'm so excited this morning because revelation, so much revelation has come to me. It's done. It's finished. Philippians 1 and 6. I don't have to complete me. God is going to complete me. God is not going to set me in my appointed time on this earth and not finish everything that he's promised me. He's not going to finish it. Right. And even if I don't see everything, right, I'm talking about everything in the Bible. If I don't experience everything in the Bible, I'm sealed. (laughs) I'm sealed. I'm sealed in eternity. I'm sealed in eternity. I'm sealed. So why would I spend any time worrying about really time period? But why would I spend any time worried about my past when I'm, when everything that I need is forward? Child, (laughs) child, child, child. Why would I spend my time? What's back here? What's, what's back? There's nothing back here for me. There's I can't even effectively teach to y'all if I'm back here. I can't even effectively see y'all. if There's nothing back there for me, right? And so if I am sealed to the day of redemption, the Holy Spirit seals us to the day of redemption, right? If God is with eternity, if God is in eternity, if God walks with eternity, if God has his hands in eternity, my God, my God, do you know how important? powering this is if God has does everything in eternity if I'm sealed to eternity then one I don't spend any time consumed in time I'm not going to spend any time consumed in time and I show ain't I'm sorry the southern girl is going to come out of me I got a little south in me I got a little Cali in me I got a little Michigan in me the southern girl I show ain't I I show I need you to hear me. I don't want to be properly. I don't want to be educated. I show ain't. I show. I show ain't. I show. I show ain't. I show. I show ain't. Getting ready to spend time back here. Back, back, back here. Because there's nothing for me. There's nothing. There's nothing for me back there. There's nothing for me back there. There's nothing behind me that I show I show I'm I'm sorry I'm sorry if you needed me to be collect, politically correct this morning I saw I'm sorry I can't I show ain't I show I show I show I'm not I, I show I'm I'm not gonna do it I'm not gonna do it it is finished it is done God has already completed me so I don't have to one complete myself I don't have to be consumed with time. I don't have to be consumed with whether or not things are moving, like whether or not things are moving, things are moving at the speed of God. And even if I um, am off path, then God, the shepherd, 
You got to know who your God is. You got to know who your God is. Then God, the shepherd, go over to Psalms 23 and let him minister to you as your shepherd, right? Then God, the shepherd, then God, the great shepherd, then Jesus, the great shepherd, the one that will leave the 99 and come after the one. If I get off the path, if I stray, if I look messed up, if I look strained, if I fall back down, my God, then God, the good shepherd is going to grab me by his hands. We learned that yesterday and he's going to pick me up. He's going to lead me. He's going to guide me. So I show ain't, I show ain't, I show ain't for all my Cali folks and all my New York folks. That's a Southern thing. I show ain't, I show ain't getting ready to spend no time in my past. I can't afford to. I don't, I don't, there's nothing behind me. So when we listen to Torrin Wells song and he says, it's done, guess what? It's done. It's done. It's done. It's, it's over. It's, it's, I'm not, I'm not getting ready. When those thoughts plague me, that's condemnation. When I keep having to, um, rewind and try to figure out. And if I could have did something differently, that ain't from Jesus. That ain't from God. When God, when conviction comes to you through the, the Holy spirit, it always has a solution. Stop letting the enemy condemn you with thoughts, plaguing you with things from your past. He has done. When you accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, it was over. When you repented, it was over. So if it keeps replaying in your head and it does not have a solution, do you want to know if it's condemnation or conviction? Do you want to know the difference? If it is from God, you need to hear me on this. If it is the Holy Spirit trying to get your attention, baby, it always got a solution. And it has a solution backed up in the word. Only condemnation wants to talk to you about your past. Only condemnation wants to call you out your name. Only only condemnation wants to talk to you about lack. Only condemnation, the spirit, the Holy Spirit conviction is going to bring it to you in truth. It's going to bring it to you in the word. And God always gives, God always gives a solution. God is not interested in picking you apart and not providing for you a solution that you need. That is the lie. The enemy has lied to us so long. He's lied to us so long. He's made us think for so long, right? For so long that, oh, that was the Lord. That's the Lord beat me up. Where are you getting the scripture that the Lord beat you up? That's, that's the Lord chastising me. You need to go look and understand what the chastisement of the Lord looks like. Why would God set you, set the family? You got to know what these times, you know, you got to know what these times saying. You got to stop letting the enemy. God is a good father. He is a merciful father. He is a loving kindness. And if you go and start studying the scripture, even when um, the children of Israel were jacked up, when they was doing stuff, they ain't got no business. When they had idols, when they were in places, they had no business. You know what God said? I still got to perform and do what I said I was going to do because this is what I said about you. And I'm not a God that I can lie. And I'm, and the promises of God are yes and amen. And yes, sin is real to God. It's so real. And he asked you in the word to judge yourself so that he does not have to judge you. There is a judgment for sin. Don't let nobody make you think it ain't no judgment for sin. I teach about the judgment. There's a judgment. There's a judgment, but there is plenty, plenty of opportunity for you to judge yourself, right? So that you don't. And then anytime that I'm in sin, what happens is I step outside. 
I step outside the shelter. When I step outside the shelter, it opens the hands of the enemy to attack. I'm just being honest. Anytime I'm outside the shelter of the most high, anytime I'm outside on my own, anytime I'm on the wide path, that's what opens up the door to the enemy, right? But the God of God, the God that we serve, the loving God, the gracious God, the merciful God, the all seeing, the all knowing, all powerful God, the omnipotent God, Lord God, my gosh, the God who provides for us, the God that is sovereign, the God that is just, the God that will go to war for you. My God, he completes the thing. He assigned you to a particular mountain, a particular position on this earth. And then guess what he's going to do? He's going to complete it. He's not an idol, God. He's not idle. He's not stalling you. That's not the kind of God we serve. That's not how he is. He's not, he's not that kind of God, right? He's not that kind of God. He's a faithful God. He's a just God. He's a true God. He's a loving God. That's the kind of God we serve. And so he's so into, he's so, yeah, he's Jehovah Gabor. He'll go to war for you. He, we, remember we read that yesterday. God will go to war for you. God will war on your behalf. God will war on your behalf. So I want to give you this scripture that solidifies all that, that has been said this morning, all that the Holy Spirit has been encouraging you. I'm getting ready to put the tada on it in the word. John 16 and 33. This is all the word. This ain't Lakeisha. John 16 and 33. It says, I've told you these things. This is what he's saying to him. He, Jesus was talking to them about the resurrection. Jesus started talking to them about prayer promises, right? Can I back it up to the 23 and give it to you? It says in that day, you will not need to ask me about anything. <laughs> Can you imagine prayers answered before you even pray them? Can you see? Can you see? Can you? Can you see that? Can you, I'm, I'm hyped this morning. I'm just, I'm telling you I'm hyped because I got revelation of this. I understand what God is saying. Can you, can you imagine prayers answered before you pray them? Can you imagine what that looks like? A prayer answered because you've been seeking ye first the kingdom of heaven, because you've had your, you saturated in his presence, because you began to deal with the issues in your heart, because you said, God, I'm going to put you first. I'm going to put you first. I'm going to put you first. Can you imagine that the Holy Spirit has already made intercession for you and God is already working in your behalf? And I know that God is working in your behalf because he already had books written about you, right? Books written, might have deviated, might have deviated, might look a little bit delayed. But baby, as T.D. Jake say, you're not denied. You're not denied. So let me read it. It says Psalms to uh, John 16 and 23. And that day you will not need to ask me about anything. I assure you and most solemnly say to you, whatever you ask the father in my name as my representative, as my representative, he's going to give it to you. When you are acting as a representative here on this earth, when you're acting on God's behalf, when your heart is centered towards God, when you're seeking the kingdom first, when you make a decision that I'm going to act as a representative here on the earth, right? Whatever you ask in my name, my God, he'll give it to you. He'll give it to you. That means whatever I'm praying, whatever I'm saying, you can't pray for righteousness and it not happen, right? You can't pray for holiness. You can't, you can't pray for God's will to be done. You can't pray for your lost ones to be saved. He says, whatever I ask, he said, well, not some, he says, whatever I ask in whatever you ask in my name as my representative, he's going to give it to you. This is what he said. Then 24th verse says, until now you have not asked the father for anything in my name, but now ask and 
Lord help me. Jesus be with me. Now ask and keep on asking and you will receive so that your joy may be full and complete. I've told you these things in figurative language, veiled language, Proverbs. The hour is now coming when I will no speak to, no longer speak to you in figures of speech, but I will tell you plainly plainly, plainly, can I say about the father in the day you will ask in my name. And I'm not saying to you that I will ask the father on your behalf because it'll be unnecessary. You can ask in my name. You get to ask, you get to ask, you can ask in my name. I'm not, I'm not, you ain't got to wait on me. That's some authority. He's asserting his authority. He's telling you, you got, you got some authority. You got some, you got some authority. You got some authority. You got some authority. He said you behalf because it will be unnecessary for the father himself tenderly. <laughs> Somebody said God tenderly loves me for the father himself tenderly loves you because you have loved me and believed that I came from the father. I came from the father and have come into the world again. I'm leaving the world and going to the father. His disciple says, ah, oh, now you are speaking plainly to us and not in figures of speech. Now we know that you know all things. Just say somebody say that Jesus knows all things, all things, all things. He says, now, you know, all things and have no need for anyone to question you because of this. We believe without any doubt that you came from God. Jesus answered them. Do you now at last believe like, do you finally Jesus like y'all been with me all this time? Y'all just now getting the fact that I'm Jesus. Y'all been with me all this time. I performed miracles. Why? I paid. I paid your bills. I took, I got you out of trouble and you just now, you just now recognize it. You just, you just recognizing that I'm Jesus, right? You just seeing it. You just, you're just getting that I'm Jesus, right? He said, you do you now at last believe? He said, take careful notice. An hour is coming and has arrived when you be scattered, when you will be scattered each to his own home. Y'all, y'all hear this? <laughs> Listen, take careful notice. An hour is coming and has arrived when you will all be scattered. Each to his own home, leaving me alone. And yet I'm not alone because the father is with me. This is the verse. This is, this is what sealed it for me. This is what helped me to understand that because I'm promised and sealed in eternity, don't nothing else matter. Don't, don't nothing else matter. Everything else is me building my faith so that I can manifest and walk in the promises of God. Nothing else matters because I'm sealed into eternity. I'm sealed. I'm sealed into the day of redemption. The Holy Spirit comes and he seals me, right? We're learning to hear from God. That's one of the things we're studying right now, how to get here from God. So when I'm sealed by the Holy Spirit, right? And he's advocate and he's truth and he's comforter and he's coach, right? And when I'm sealed, it's done. So it says, I've told you these things so that in me, right? John 10, 10 reminds us the thief, God, I need you to hear me on this today. I'm tired of people lying on my God. I'm tired of them lying on my God. I'm tired of them lying, lying on Jesus. I'm over it, right? John 10, 10, he said, the thief came to kill, steal, and destroy. Can somebody tell me who came to kill and steal and destroy? God did not come to kill. God did not come to steal. God did not come to destroy. God's judgment for unrighteousness is righteousness. 
That's God's judgment on unrighteousness. I did not, I did not come to steal. I did not. That is not me. I did not come. So when you be like, oh, this is just the Lord. God did not come. Y'all better stop lying on God. God did not come to steal, kill, and destroy. Anytime we are oh, the Lord inflicted, God did not come to steal, kill, and destroy. After Jesus, God did not come to, and it's hard for us to reveal this because people taught us how harsh God, God did not come to steal, kill. No, God did not come. The thief came in. The thief comes in like a knight. The thief comes in. God did not. You got to set yourself in your mind when enemy, God did not come to steal. He did not. He did not come to steal, kill and destroy. That is not. Mm -mm, mm -mm. The thief did that. The enemy does the killing, the stealing and the destroying. So when we see killing, stealing and destroying, that is the enemy. And so we need God's judgment on that situation. That's why we prayed for the judgment of God on Corona. You got to know that you got to be steadfast in that because the enemy will lie to you. That is not the God. He said, I came so that you have life and have it more abundantly. I came out so you have life and you have that life more abundantly that anything else that you've been experiencing that ain't from God that that is that ain't that ain't from God that is not from God that is not from God so he says he's his John 6 16 and 33 he said I've told you these things so that in me you may have perfect peace perfect peace I told you this so that you can have perfect peace he says in the world can I Can I just give it to you like I see it? My God. He said, I told you these things so that in me you have perfect peace. He said, in the world, my God, in the world you're going to have tribulation. Not in the world, in the world you're going to have. In the world, not in him, not in him, not in him. In the world, right, I'm going to have tribulation trouble and suffering, right? In the world, I'm going to have that, right? I'm going to, in the world, I'm going to experience distress, right? In the world, I'm going to experience distress. Distress, distress is um the seizure of my goods, right? The seizure, the claim, the seizure. In the world, I'm going to experience distress. I'm going to have tribulation. In the world, I'm going to have suffering. In this world, I will have suffering, right? He said, but be courageous. Be, be courageous. You know what courageous is standing up in the face of your adversary, putting yourself on chill when the enemy comes in like a flood, knowing that the word is a standard against him. That's what it looks when I'm courageous. I'm on chill. When I'm courageous, I let the Lord fight my battle. Standing in the face of the enemy, persevering, continual grace to the end, understanding that God, if God is for me, my God, that's my scripture. That's my, that scripture is written like on the base of my heart. If God is for me, if God is for me, Nisi, if God is for me, Tammy, if God is for me, Laurie, if God is for me, Kim, if God is for me, Chavez, if God is for me, Vanessa, then who can be, who can stand, who can stand against me if God is for me? Who, who can, you got to get a mental ascent of how gangster God is. You got to get a mental of sense of how big God is. And even when the world is challenging you, 
and saying to you, where is your God? Where is your God? Look at Corona. Where is your God? Well, he told me no plague shall come near my dwelling. He told me no weapon formed against me shall prosper. Me shall prosper. And I took it personally. Where is your God? Lakeisha, my God, where's your God? I'm going to be courageous and confident. (laughs) That's what he says. He said, I need you to be courageous. I need you to be confident that God is still God. That the God that got you out the last trouble is the same God that'll get you out the new trouble, right? Be courageous, be confident, be undaunted. Don't be moved by what you see. Do not trust your eyes because they're going to deceive you. My God, they're going to deceive you. When the enemy comes in like a flood, you got to be undaunted. You got to lift up the word as a standard. And say, if God is for me, who can be against me? I can't even be against myself. I can't be against, I got to be courageous. I got to be bold. I got to persevere to the end. I got to be confident. And then he said, be filled with joy. Go lay down. I heard the man of God say, go watch a movie. Go read a book. Go walk, go enjoy life. Cause it ain't nothing you can do about it. That's when you're courageous. When, when people like, how you, didn't you just lose your house? How you over there chilling out? Didn't you just lose your business? How you over there chilling out? And then you act like Job and you say, if the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh, he is still God. He is, he is, he is still, still God. I remember when my husband was transitioning, when he was leaving and going to be with Jesus, I was like, oh my God, I wrote a scripture on the boat and I said, it is better. It is better better it is better if he is absent from the body because the Lord was preparing me if he is absent from the body then he is present with the Lord but when we don't have a revelation of eternity in our heart we do oh Lord I'm about to lose no when my husband was leaving if he is absent from the body see he suffered so much if he is absent from the body then guess what he is present with the Lord. So I'm not going to let the enemy consume me with this because he is present with the Lord. Right? So let me get back. It says, be courageous, be confident, be undaunted, be filled with joy. I have overcome the world. He's already overcome the world. Now this is the part that I love. This was the part that sealed it for me. It says, this is what Jesus was saying. He said, my conquest, Does anybody know what a conquest is? (laughs) He said, my conquest, my conquest, right? I've conquered this already, right? I conquered this. That's why I keep saying the, the cross is not, you need to get revelation. What happened after the cross? I want you to have revelation. Oh, he died on the cross for my sins, baby. He did. He died on the cross for your sins. But this is the part where you got to get the revelation to understand how important Jesus is to your life. When he died, right? When he sat there, when he bled, when he hung, when he was bruised, when he was chastised, when he was spat upon, when they beat him with the cat of nine tails, when they ripped open his flesh, when they dogged him out, when they talked about him, when they isolated him from family and friends, that point is so important. But the point of what happens after the cross is the revelation that you need to have embedded in your heart when he got up. I can't hoop. If I could hoop, I would say, oh, <laughs> he got up. That's what you got to understand. When he got up, 
when he got up, when he arose, when he got up, when he stood up, he got up with all power. He conquered death. He conquered the grave. He conquered your sickness. He conquered your disease. He conquered your marriage. He conquered your purpose. He conquered your, he, when he got up, he got up, not some, not a little bit. He got up with, do you understand that? He got up with all power in his hand. So here is what I love. If he got up with all power in his hand, I don't have to have all the power. I don't have to have all the solutions. I don't have to have every circumstance and situation because the power lies in Jesus. Right? The power, he's finished it. I just got to let Jesus complete me. My God, my God. I just got to let Jesus complete me. He got up with all power. All power in heaven and in earth is in his hands. So I just have to allow him to complete me. So this is what he said. He says, I've overcome the world. He said, my calm conquest is accomplished and my victory is abiding. So I am sealed to the day of redemption. I am sealed. Some of y'all like Lakeisha, what about tribulation? What about the suffering that I've experienced? You got to understand that eternity is in God's hands. And when you get the revelation that eternity is in his hands and that he has all power and all authority over everything, then I need to recognize and realize how do I get this power? activated in my life and how I get this power activated in my life is by being so sensitive to the Holy Spirit by killing my flesh daily. He got up with all power in his hands. That means he has the power over every circumstance, every situation, every stronghold, every debt, everything that I owe, everything that's outside the kingdom. God has all power in his hand. The revelation of who Jesus Christ in your hand is infinite and unlimited. You do not have to finish yourself. So when we're listening to Torrin Williams, and he, Torrent, Torrent Wells, and he's saying it's done, baby. It's done. It's done. You already complete. You already have everything that you need inside of you. It's finished. It's done. It's over. Come on, Julia. You free. You're free. It's done. It's finished. It's over. He said it here. He said, "I've told you these things so that in me you may have perfect peace." In the world, you have tribulation and distress and suffering, but he's courageous. Be confident, be undaunted, be filled with joy. I've overcome the world. My conquest is accomplished and my victory is abiding, right? When something is abiding, that's a continuous. Go over to John 15. Abide in me, remain in me, stay in me, stick close to me. Let me be your best friend. And then guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to abide in you. It's done. It's finished. It's finished. It's over with, right? That it, it's done. It's done. And so you got to see yourself complete in Jesus. Not this world, not this world, not this world system, not this world way of do, doing things. You got to see yourself. Oh my God, I have not been seeing myself complete in Jesus. Lord, I need to see myself. What does it look like when you complete me? What does it look like when I'm complete in you? I need to see myself complete in Jesus. 
I need to see myself as Jesus see me. I need to know what you said about me when you were forming me in my mother's womb. I need to know what you said about me when you were blowing breath into my body. I need you when you were blowing breath, when you were figuring out my hair color, when you were saying I was going to be born in these parents, I need to know what you were saying. How had you, because see, when you were born, you were already finished. Let me share something with you. Let me share something with you. My little 10 year old in there, my Judah, my Judah, Michael, Judah is way got some wisdom beyond. And I remember, I remember one time I was sitting at the table and I had made a little comment and I said, whoo, man. Right. And Judah turned around at me and he looked at me. He said, mother, I'm a man. And I looked at him and he might've been nine at that time. And I looked at him and I said, Judah, I said, Judah, you're not a man yet. He said, mother, I am a man. So when you speak about men, you're speaking about me. He said, I just haven't walked into all my manhood yet. He said, I just haven't walked into, he said, I am, I was born a man, mother. I was born a man, mother. I was born a man. I just haven't been fully developed in my manhood yet. I just haven't come into all my manhood, but mother, I was born. I was, I may look like a little boy, but I was born a man. I sat there and I looked at him and I knew, I said, this child understands that he came here already complete. He came, you came here already complete. He said, I was, bo I was born a man. I just haven't walked into the fullness of my manhood yet. I'm being developed into being what a man is, but I was already born here a man. And if you can get the revelation in your head that God has already completed you from the beginning, come on now, he has already completed you from the beginning. You are already, you don't lack anything. When Jesus said it was sealed, when Jesus said it was done, guess what happened? It was sealed and it was done. And we got to receive, that's what we haven't been receiving. We don't understand that it's finished. We don't understand. We already, the woman God said, filth, stuff, junk, trash, right? I did a study on matters of the heart. If you've never seen matters of the heart, it's on the YouTube channel. Go watch matters of the heart, junk stuff in your heart, stuff. We've been conditioned to think stuff. We've been conditioned to believe stuff that's in our heart. Remember? And our heart is what guides us. Our heart is what's got us junk, junk in our heart doesn't allow is the thing that's interfering with us being complete. That's it. It's the junk that we've received that are lies that are from the enemy that are, that are, um, just ingrained in culture. That's the problem. The junk in our heart is keeping us from receiving. Remember God is a spirit and they that worship him are worship him in spirit and truth. Right? And so God is a spirit and I worship him in spirit and truth. Right? I receive God. Then the, the stuff in my heart, what I truly believe is the thing messing with me and keeping me from believing. Philippians 1 and 6 says, I'm convinced and confident of this very thing that he who has begun a good work in you will continue to perfect and complete it until the day Christ Jesus, the time of his return. You are not going to be completed until Jesus comes back. So what you need to do is chill out. 
Stop putting so much pressure on yourself. Stop trying to accomplish everything on your own terms and do everything in your own manner and in your own way. The world will tell you, can I tell the world will, the world will position you to make you think you're never going to be complete. And so when you think you're never complete, you're going to keep adding stuff. You're going to keep adding stuff. You're going to keep changing your look. You're going to keep trying to lose weight. You're going to keep going to school. You'll never get settled that you're complete in Jesus. Cause you're going to always be trying to let other things you'll let a marriage try. That's why some of y'all not married yet because you wanted the marriage to complete you. And God is saying, I'm what completes you. I'm what completes you. Ain't no marriage ever designed to complete you. Y'all, y'all have a ministry, a mission, a call, right? And sometimes we let marriage get, no, no, I'm like, mm -mm. your kids were not designed to complete you. Your education was not called to complete you, but we will seek after those things, looking for those things to complete us. And those things were never designed to complete us. They may be a part of the assignment. They be, may be a part of the ministry. They may be a part of the mission, but those things will not, those things are not completely you are already completed in Christ Jesus. And you got to get a revelation that I was completed already in Christ Jesus. Right? So Philippians and then Romans 10 and 14 says, personally, I'm convinced about you, my brothers and sisters, that yourselves are full of goodness. My God, Woo! I don't want to wake my kids up. I think I amplify filled with all spiritual knowledge and competent to admonish and counsel and instruct with each other. You're already filled. You're already full of goodness. You're already, you got to receive what God says about you, right? I want to give you a few scriptures on the eternity, right? That's it. John 5 and 24. Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me as, as has eternal life. You got, first of all, you got eternal life. So guess what? If I got eternal life, I'm not governed by time on this world, right? God's timing does not look like our timing. So stop trying to rush yourself. Stop, stop trying to, when you find yourself in rush mode and not taking rest and not settled in what God said it to you, it's because you're trying to make up for time. Well, when I understand that I'm sealed to redemption, when I understand Philippians 1, 6, that God is completing me until Jesus Christ returns. Can I give you a little bit of some, a secret? Some of the, remember the scripture that says, um, we are to leave an inheritance for our children and our children's children. That is not just a financial inheritance. That's a spiritual inheritance as well. Some of you are giving and getting the vision only in part. Your children will come to fulfill some of the vision. So even though you may be seeing the vision, it's not going to tarry, right? You got to run this race in your time and your season. Stop feeling like you rushed and got to complete everything. Your part of the assignment is for now. And if you've written the vision out and you're laying the vision up, then somebody else is going to go and pick up the next part of the vision. Thank you, Holy Spirit, and run in the vision. So you don't have to complete everything right now. You don't have to be consumed right now. You got to know with this season, God speaks to us in seasons. God deals with us in seasons. You got to know what this season is and for your life is a season or rest rest if it's a season to run run but whatever i know is is they that wait upon the lord shall renew their strength shall mount upon wings like eagles shall run and not get weary shall walk and not faint 
And sometimes we don't know how to take our rest in the Lord so that the Lord can give us the instructions for this season. We always trying to make some shake. <laughs> we always trying to make some shake. You don't have to always be making something shake. Sometimes you need to rest and hear from God for plans for the next minute the next hour, the next season. And then when God needs to speed you up, he will speed you up. There's a timing to God. There's an essence to God. There's a rhythm to God, but you're never going to find it if you're always in a rush. Ecclesiastes 3 and 11. He has made everything beautiful in its time. He has made everything beautiful in its time. Also, he has put eternity into man's heart yet so that he can not find out what God has done from him from the beginning to the end. Eternity is in your heart. So that lets me know if eternity is in my heart, wisdom is in my heart, knowledge is in my heart, understanding is in my heart. And perhaps the problem that I'm having with hearing God and being settled and being rested in what God says is because I am feeling rushed and overwhelmed and consumed. That is the devil, right? He likes to keep us anxious. He likes to keep us anxious. He likes to keep us on the edge. He likes to keep us consumed. He likes to keep us overwhelmed, right? He likes to keep us in that position. I have a policy. If I've got to make a decision and it's a major decision, I'm putting three days of prayer and concentration on that decision. I'm not letting my feelings lead me into rash decisions. If I hear the, and especially if my ear, my ears are not fine tuned, right? I have to be learned of the Lord. I have to be, and it takes time. Remind yourself this for however many years junk has been, however many years you old you are, it's however many years junk has been put inside you. It's going to take some time to extract and put that out of you. Yep. Learning to be content in whatever state you're in. Good. I'm good if I'm good. I'm good if I'm don't. Because if God ever, never, ever does what he, what I hoped for him to do, it's still all good. It's still, you got, you got to get it anyhow. Psalms 90 and two, before the mountains were brought forth or ever you had formed the earth and world from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. You got to get the understanding that he is God. And then what happens next, right? As we're learning to process and hear God, what happens next? Is really a matter of the heart. You can hear from God on everything. You can get clarity and correction on everything, right? The secret to hearing God is sowing and reaping. And I'm not talking about money. I'm talking about sowing the word of God. The secret to hearing God is a matter of the heart. It's in your heart. It's in your heart, right? And so here's the thing. I want to give you this. I want you to rest in this. I want you to say, Ooh, right? Here's the thing. Cause this is what happens to us, right? When we don't recognize that it's done. This is how the enemy does. When we start renewing our mind in the word, Romans 12 and two says, do not be conformed to the things of this world. Right? So when I begin to renew my mind in the word, 
then what happens is the deceitful things in my heart, because the heart above all things is deceitful. When the, when I begin to renew my mind in the word, that's why it's important for you to confess the word out your mouth. When you begin to renew the, 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 the word in your mouth, out your mouth, up your mouth, in, up, out mouth, right? I taught something once. It comes out your mouth. When it comes out your mouth, it comes in your ears and it gets down in your heart. Most people don't realize that when I release the fertility of my mouth, see, it's a cycle. If it comes out of my mouth, it gets in my ears because faith comes by hearing, right? And then it gets in my heart, out my mouth, in my ears, in my heart, out my mouth, right? Can I back this up in scripture, right? Out of the abundance of the mouth, the heart speaks, right? By our words, we will be acquitted or condemned, right? The power of life, if the power of life, right? The power in my tongue is going to produce death of life. So if it's, if I'm wanting to produce life in my heart, if I'm wanting to learn to hear God, if I'm wanting to change, then I got to change what's coming out of my mouth, right? So I quote the word of God out loud. I say the word of God out loud. And the reason that I have to say the word of God out loud is because faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of the Lord. And so when I hear, and most of the time people will say, well, I don't pray out loud because I don't want the devil to steal it. You better pray out loud so the devil can get away from you, right? You better quote the word. That's what Jesus used against the devil. He didn't mentally ascend that. When the devil was trying to come at him and tell him, I'll give you all the earth. He was like, man shall not live by bread alone. He was giving him straight scripture. When he was telling him that in, in, in the new Testament, he was speaking to him what was written in Deuteronomy because God had already said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of my mouth. Jesus used straight scripture on the devil. He negotiate with him. He didn't plead. He didn't bleed. He didn't, ah, 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 ah. he didn't do all that. Mm -mm. He said, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of God's mouth. He used, he went right back and took the scripture that was written in Deuteronomy because he was the word, right? And so the issues that I am having comes from my heart. It's in my heart. It's in, it's in my, it's in my heart. So the secret to knowing God is sowing and reaping. <laughs> the secret to knowing God is sowing, is sowing and reaping. I, that's what it is. It's sowing and reaping the word of God. It's sowing and putting the word of God in the atmosphere. That's the secret to knowing God, right? Um, oh no, 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 not that. Hold on. That's the secret to knowing God. I love you God. I love how intentional. What's the secret? How do I hear God? Sowing and reaping, sowing the word of God into your heart. So that Joshua 1, 6 and 9 says, be strong and courageous. For you are the one who will lead these people to possess the land. I swore to their ancestors. I will give them be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the instructions Moses gave you. Remember, I just said Jesus used Deuteronomy on the devil, right? <laughs> That's why people are like, Old oh, Testament don't apply. It's some stuff you need out the Old Testament. He says, be careful to obey all the instructions Moses gave you and do not deviate from them, turning either to the right or to the left then you will be successful in everything you do. Study this book of instruction continually. Meditate on it day and night so you will be sure to obey everything that is written in it. Only then will you prosper and succeed in all you do. This is my command. God commanded us to be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord of God is with you wherever you go. Well, Lakeisha, how do I not be afraid and discouraged? You better realize and recognize and receive it by the spirit, right? We don't receive this in our flesh. You got to get a mental ascent. You got to get in your word. John 16 and 33. He told us it's finished. It's completed it. 
I've already done it. So the next thing I need is my instructions and my wisdom from God. Who is qualified to hear from God? Like, how do I hear? How do I know I'm qualified to hear from God? You're qualified to hear from God because you are a believer. Psalms four and three says, but know that the Lord has set apart him that God is godly for himself. The Lord will hear when I call unto him. Let me give you one more and then we're going to get out of here. John nine and 31. Thank you, Lord. You are so good to us. We, we know that God does not listen to sinners. He listens to the godly person who does his will because I accept Jesus Christ as Lord and savior. I am qualified to hear from God. Everything else is just a matter of what's in my heart. That's so powerful. That's so powerful. Like that's so powerful. Do you know how powerful that is? My God. Do you know how powerful that is? My God. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. My God. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. My God. We bless you. My God. If God only hears us, it's not, it is not effective prayer, right? We got to have the ability to be able to hear from God. Well, God is a spirit. He talks to me through spirit, right? And if this heart is the governance structure for what I believe, then God's word has got to be in my heart so that I don't sin against God. And so that I'm strong and so that I'm courageous. It's not that you, it's not that you're weak, baby. It's that you just got to get built up in the word. It's not that you're weak. You ain't weak. Some of y'all been saying, I'm weak. I ain't, you ain't weak. You just got to get built up in the word so that you are satisfied by, you satisfied by every word that proceeds out of God's mouth. Now I need to do a couple of things. We need to stand in the gap right now and pray for those that are lost. Will y'all do that with me? And then we're going to pray our prayer for wisdom. Remember, we've been on our journey. If you're new to the devotional, welcome. But we've been on a journey for seven days of wisdom. We've been standing in the gap, praying. We gave up one thing this week so that we could receive the wisdom of God this week. You are still, you can get on this today. You can get in on this. With seven days of wisdom, we're standing in the gap. We're believing God for wisdom, right? And so we're going to pray our prayer for wisdom. But I want to pray for the lost. I want to stand in the gap for those that have not accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, right? I, I want to stand in that for that. And if you're on here and you've never accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, this is your moment. This is your minute. This is your hour, right? This is the defining moment that will change your life. I promise you, Jesus is what changed my life. And even if you've been in a backslidden state, say you've been in a position in a place where you've fallen off, right? You ain't been consistent. You've been caught in entangled. This is your moment. This is your minute. This is your hour. We get ready to pray for you and there is no force in hell that can come against you. We're going to repent first. Father God, please forgive us for our sins. Please forgive for the sins that we've committed against you and committed against other. Now, Lord God, we stand in the gap for the lost. We stand in the gap for those that are broken hearted. We stand in the gap for those that are anxious. We stand in the gap for those that are weary. We stand in the gap for those that are worried. We thank you, Father God, that you are returning, that the lost are being returned to you. We thank you, Father God, that revival is being broken out in every city, every state, every nation and world. We thank you, Father God, that the Holy Spirit is moving upon them, Lord God. Father God, we are seeking the lost, Lord God. Let them be filled with your love, Lord God. My God, do not let them be given over into temptation. Do not let them leave this earth, Father God, prematurely. We drive out every satanic attack, plot, and plot. 
Lord, that has come against their life, Lord God. Let them run into your arms for safety. Let them seek you out, Lord God. Let, Lord God, we're just asking you to redeem them. Put a laborer in the field. Open their eyes that they can see. Take them away from their idols. Give them a brand new heart. Pour your spirit out upon your flesh, Lord God. We thank you, Father God, you're bringing them out of a drug-induced state, a drunken state, a state of sexual immorality, Lord God. Whatever it is that's got them entangled, that they're broken, loosed, and set free. My God, my God, my God, whatever it is that's been entangled, I don't care if it's homosexuality, whatever it is, whatever it is that's come against them, whatever it is that's had them caught them out, caught up right now, we thank you, Lord God. That you're driving out every force of darkness and they are loose and set free and coming home. That they run to you. That they run to you. That they run to you, Father God. My God, we thank you for the loss and we receive them, Father God, to help disciple them right now, Lord God. Return up. Say you cough them up. You loose them and let them go. My God, in Jesus' name. Now, let's do our prayer for wisdom today, right? Today, we're going to pray this one thing. We're going to focus on this. This is our prayer. And we're going to pray this confidently, right? Sometimes we make decisions good and bad, and we forget that God is with us. (laughs) So our meditation today is that we build courage and get bold in the things of God. We need to get build courage. So, and, and people are like, what does that have to do with wisdom? It's everything to do with wisdom, right? Because when we are courageous and bold in the things of God and in his word, right? Then we will stand steadfast and we're going to stand on this promise. Psalms 91 and 10, no harm will overtake us. No disaster will come near our tent. So even when I make wrong decisions, even when I make wrong choices, No harm is going to overtake me and no disaster comes near my tent. No matter what happens next in our life, whatever is next, right? We are confident and we are walking in your wisdom today, Lord God, that no harm will overtake us and no disaster will come near our tent in Jesus name. Amen. So we don't have to fear and we don't have to worry. We don't have to fear and we don't have to worry. That's the wisdom we're walking in today. No harm will overtake me. No, no harm will overtake me and no disaster will come near my tent. And that's it. That's that. That's the wisdom we are. Whether we made a good decision or bad, he's going to make our mistakes prosper, right? He's going to make our mistakes. Can I cover you in the blood of Jesus? Can I, let me cover you in the blood. Father God, we thank you for the blood. 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 I cover every person on this devotional in the blood of Jesus. The blood is the standard. No weapon formed against us shall prosper. I thank you, Father God, that you are blessing the hands of your people. Father God, that they walk within your favor today. My God, I thank you that the blood washes, the blood changes, the blood redeems, and the blood restores. Father God, we take the blood of Jesus by faith. We literally thank you that the blood is the standard in our mind, the standard in our homes, the standard in our marriage, the standard with our children, the standard on our job. Father God, we thank you. No weapon formed against us shall prosper. The blood around our homes, the blood in our neighborhood, the blood in our city, the blood in our state, the blood in our government. We thank you, Father God, for the blood of Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. Will you do me one more favor? Only if God leads you in this direction. Will you consider 
partnering with this ministry, if the Holy Spirit pricks your heart and say, you know what? You need to be in partnership with that ministry, right? You need to be in partnership with that ministry. I want you to go over to the website, LakeishaMJohnson.com. You can sow there. You can send us a cash app. That's dollar sign LMJ ministry. Only if you feel the prick of God in your heart saying, you know what? Get in partnership with that ministry. Sow into that ministry. Give into that ministry. If you do that, if that's what God is saying to you, do that. You can find out how we take care of our poor. You can find out everything you need about us on the website where we're 501c3, everything. Pray about that. Ask God. If God leads you that direction, do it, honor and obey him. And I promise, I promise God has you. I promise God has you. You cannot sow and not reap. You cannot sow and not reap. It doesn't add up that way. Let me bless my partners. Father God, I thank you for all my partners. Liberally supply all their needs according to your riches and glory. Leave them lacking absolutely nothing. Let grace abound to them. Let peace be with them. My God, my God, you've never, you've never left the righteous forsaken nor your seed begging for bread. I thank you for opening up the windows of heaven and pouring out a blessing and redeeming the time and, and restoring for Jesus sake. I love y'all love. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. If you would like more information about LMJ ministries, Log on to LakeishaMJohnson.com today.